0: You're listening to Unity Online
1: Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Get ready to expand your alignment with Source. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Here's your host, Ray Zander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction, your feel-good sister in the flow show. I'm happy to be here with our co-host, Debbie De DeRose. Welcome, Debbie Hey, Ray. Nice to have you back on the show. Always good to uh, to be sitting here on our metaphysical porch, just sitting back and talking about all things meta. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking
2: our metaphysical lemonade. <laughs> Not the (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid.
1: Oh, I like that. We didn't drink the Kool-Aid, but we do have some nice beverages here as we relax into understanding more and more about who we are, where we are, what we want to do here, all in this um, more joy, more love, more opportunity. And we certainly welcome you to the podcast today. Shout out to our Unity.fm listeners. Always so good to be part of the the Unity principled universe as we bring some of those principles into more of a highlight and a, a, a real way to focus on how Abraham the the wonderful teachings through Esther Hicks are coming in and, and really highlighting some of the similar themes that we have known this this information is not new in the sense of new thought it is ancient and has probably been around since since our first conscious thought but it's about bringing this information into the modern world into our everyday into our Tuesday morning. Thursday afternoon, so that it allows us to be more fully aware and awake. Speaking of fully aware, our Debbie Ann, congratulations, just uh, got hitched last week. How are you feeling?
2: Feeling really good and refreshed after a honeymoon in Maui (laughs) and just the whole love fest. You know, this is what life is about, being surrounded by the people you love and doing fun things. We forget to do that. We get so busy sometimes and we get caught up in the beliefs. Like if we don't keep going in the rat race, bad things are going to happen, right? Uh, But it's really just our beliefs that are kind of cracking the whip on us. So it was nice to take a break from all that from work and just, just sit back and have some fun.
1: That's fantastic. I'm so glad that you took a long time, a long period to really enjoy that. And and as you mentioned, kind of uh, get away from the electronics and the constant clickable, you know, buzzable notif- notification world.
2: Yeah. We were up on a volcano at 10,000 feet. It really kind of resets your perspective. <laughs> it almost
1: should be mandatory that <laughs> we... That we do that and we not get too caught up in, uh, in what we what we think is important. But, you know, that's certainly a bird's eye view that's important and can influence how you go back to what you want to do and how you want to do it. I mean, that kind of reset button is beautiful, especially with this partnership that you have. I think the the retreats, it's not, you know, we say vacation, isn't that nice? But it really is almost essential that we step back from our, our routines and, and try to see what it is that we're wanting. Where there kind of any, epiphanies that that you felt landed in your lap based on on what you were were doing
2: oh so many I can't even begin to describe I mean I took some notes I would get I'd get downloads every day because there was a void created from taking all that busyness out and and you're right it's not just about vacation I mean we can't always go on vacation but just taking a break you know even if you just you know take a different route on your usual commuter errands, because there's something about putting yourself in a different environment that allows newness to come in a new perspective. Like if you're struggling with something and you're in it, (laughs) you're in it. I know what that feels like when you're just in a really bad place for a while and you feel stuck. I mean, just try to physically move yourself somewhere else and see what happens that for me, that does wonders.
1: Yeah, and you know what, it really, it brings up for me this, this idea of availability, being available for new ideas for quiet time for epiphanies and sort of the nudge and the whisper of source energy. Um, When we're filling our day, we really don't leave much room for source energy to surprise and delight us and of course that's what the most wonderful thing about meditation is as a daily practice and the abrahams certainly have absolutely been all in on the importance of meditation but uh, but just kind of taking that time and and I certainly am not one to preach this because I find it you know kind of challenging to put the phone down, go for a walk, really t- take the time out of what looks like productivity, but really can speed up what's manifesting as we be in our receiving mode. But this uh, being available to the universe is, is a real significant practice as we begin to depend more and more on on what it is we know from a faith perspective rather than a practical one.
2: Mm -hmm. Because we have to remember it's the way things work. It's be, do, have. But we get caught up in the doing to get the having and we forget about the being, but being comes first. If we tend to our vibrational state, our emotional state, things can happen readily and the doing is lessened and the doing is sometimes done for us, which is really fun in magical ways. But um, we get sucked back into these beliefs because we're surrounded by all the other humans who don't <laughs> who don't understand be do have you know they think it's just do and then have and then I'll be happy after I have after I do and have right so we ha- it's up to us the people who are conscious of this we want to. We want to make something happen. We want to be happy. We want to be self-actualized. It's up to us to tend to our state of being in whatever way that we can. And remember, like the doing is just an outcropping. That's inspired action. Once you get into the right state, it's like you said, the universe whispers in your ear and gives you directions. Turn left here. (laughs) Uh, Do this. Open this book. You know, call this person but you have to be quiet enough to listen. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta turn the gadgets off so you can hear um, source.
1: Yeah, and that inspiration, I mean, Abraham has been talking so specifically about how really our lives are not about the creation, but the creating, and that we came here for the creating, the creating and being on the journey. Yes, the manifestations are wonderful. Be clear, we came here to manifest, but most of our lives are spent on the creating, on the journey too. and there really is an extraordinary way of just being joyful on the way to something and and being it allows you to, I think to drop into a level of presence because you're trusting the process and you're not trying to be anywhere other than where you are
2: mm, yeah that's profound trusting life that you're on this journey that you will you know get what your heart desires at the right time divine timing so it is about trust and when you're not happy, you're anxious, you know, this manifestation isn't happening. Your, your mind's telling you it's not going to happen. So you're in fear of I won't get what I want. That's really just beliefs at work, right? Unconscious beliefs usually. And, and some of that stuff comes from other lifetime experiences too. It's something we carry with us. We had a strong emotional experience in another body, in another life, <laughs> then you're carrying it with you and you may not realize that that's why you have this recurring thought pattern, this fear, because something already happened to you. So you're fearing that it's going to happen again. So I think it's really cool to do past life regression sometimes and find out what that is and get to the root of it. Because once you see it, then you're free from it. You're releasing it. That can be really neat.
1: It is interesting some of these sort of memes and Abraham doesn't talk a lot about this. So we we don't have a lot of clear practice from Abraham about the subconscious. I mean, or what they call is unconscious, which I can kind of get in line with. But Mm -hmm. I think it is interesting to explore. I mean, they have been pretty clear that they don't see us coming in. With anything, but I, but I think they just haven't really been to the place of to unfold what a lot of us intuitively know that although we may not, it may not be a player. There are um, experiences and paradigms and and sort of themes that we that we come in and sort of are here to evolve around. I think all of us sort of resonate on that. Maybe someday they'll, they'll get more into what it is that you do bring in with you lifetime after lifetime. It certainly is an extraordinary fun thing to think about, you know, again, if it's like all these tools, it's used in a lightheartedness in a way of isn't that interesting. But everything, you know, alignment trumps everything and who you are and what you want to be is available to you. And I think that that, you know, it's interesting to kind of see these physical manifestations that happen in our lives within this life that are thematic. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's that thing again.
2: Yeah. And, you know, chances are, if you saw something in past life, it's the same, (laughs) it's the same theme repeating, but you're right. Alignment trumps everything. Consciousness trumps everything. It's just that If you find it difficult to get in alignment around a certain issue, I mean, that's an area to look at. And I understand why Abraham doesn't go there (laughs) because they're all about empowerment and we want to empower people, of course. So some people might misconstrue that as disempowerment, like, oh, something happened in a past life, therefore I can't do this now, or I can't be this way now. (laughs) And that's not true, but sometimes it's that extra clue, you know, that deeper meaning that you're looking for. It's It's just a tool. I'm a big fan of Brian Weiss, who has written a lot of books about, you know, he was like regressing people hypnotherapist and amazing healing occurs really wild stories really cool stuff
1: it's he's really an interesting writer and and i i think that he's a psychologist a very or a psychiatrist i can't remember which but yes he's esteemed and and really doesn't come from this more <laughs> woo woo metaphysical kind of background he comes from from a much more paced and studied science of psychology so his jump into this world you know i think is really interesting and fascinating, the stories that come about, especially with, with some of his first patients that, that get into past life. But it is, it is this kind of leads into our broader theme today that we want to talk about on the podcast, and that is being under the influence. What are we living under the influence of? And is there a, a broader concept that is guiding us in is that broader concept of who we are big enough to really encompass all that it is that we want. Being under the influence of all that is, infinite intelligence, source energy, that's kind of, in my book, the A-ticket the best ride on this particular planet. Not to mean that we got to be on it 100%, but it sure is fun being on that ride. And what does it feel like to be under the influence of source energy? And Abraham in the track that we're going to play today really dives deep into the fact that you are under the influence of something. So is it Twitter? Um, Is it the last (laughs) Facebook posting? Is it your bank account? Is it what your husband is doing or not doing? What are we living under the influence of and therefore, you know, really deciding how happy or unhappy we are? And and for me, the ultimate practice and what I love so much about these teachers is that when I'm living under the influence of the truth of who I am, the big S, the broader source energy, the divine self, the, the part that's kind of... Guiding the show, I just feel like I'm cooking on on all burners. You know, I'm I'm really enjoying the earth plane experience, a- a- and and it's okay to get kicked off um, as well to be spun off in the merry go round as <laughs> into the bushes, as Abraham will say. But it's interesting to kind of step back and and look at our thoughts and look at how our life is unfolding and and call out what what am I living under the influence of.
2: Right. Is it your third grade teacher's opinion of you? (laughs) Is it your ancestors? (laughs) Is it your negative ego's voice? Or is it source? Hopefully it's source.
1: Yes. And oh yes, Brian Weiss's book, Many Lives, Many Masters. That that's sort of the epiphanal one. And that that is kind of that question that I think is really interesting to talk about. Because what what Abraham outlines for us, and um if you're if you're new to the show, we, we really follow the, the teachings of abraham dot if you want to find out more. But it's this, this really influential teacher coming through Esther Hicks called Abraham. This wonderful teacher that is giving us some inside scoops on on how it is that we can manifest what we're wanting with ease and with dexterity and with fun and joy and kind of losing the pain, suffering, no pain, no gain modality that's been handed to us by other well-meaning um, earth planers. But what I think is, is really interesting is that when we live under the influence of source and source energy and our broader knowing, we get that satisfying emotion of what I, what I call it and also what Abraham refers to as clarity. You know, let, let's talk a little bit about how delicious clarity is and that when we're clear about who we are, and when we're clear about what a certain experience or circumstance is happening might be about, we can kind of relax and we can kind of step back and sort of really enjoy the ride in a way where when we don't have clarity and we're confused and frustrated and kind of in the trenches, there just tends to be a lot more bumps and suffering along that way.
2: Yeah, because the clarity, you know, to me is is like being in agreement with Source, it's what I call, you know, wearing the goddess goggles and the goddess would look at this like all is well. It really is no matter what's going on, no matter what the earth game looks like at the moment. You can look at all the horrible things, but if you take that bigger perspective, you know that all is well because you know that everybody's on their path. Everybody's learning something. Everyone's expanding and everything is as it should be. And then you have no resistance to any of it and you're free to love and appreciate. And to me, that's what source is. It's a pure positive state of appreciation, joy, fun, love. And that's that's who we are at the core. So clarity is like you can shine through. There's no mud covering that up. You're just being your true core self. And you you can feel it throughout the day or the week, but the more you feel it, you know, it's kind of good to, bookmark that feeling and know what that's like so that when you do get spun into the bushes, you have a reference. Oh, okay. I know what it's going to be like, you know, the difference between being spun into the bushes and being in that connected state. And then just make that your norm. The more you practice it, the more normal it is. And you can really notice when you're not in that state and, you know, work, work on it if you want to, or just be aware of it.
1: Abraham has said that clarity is even better than a good memory you know, it it is a way to be completely present with what's unfolding and not necessarily have to have access to how it got here. I think they also talk about when we're living under the influence of our broader self, and we'll talk a little bit more later on how you get under the influence. (laughs) What kind of drinks do you have to drink to get under this influence? But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it really is not only the recognition of who you are, from a broader perspective, from more of an internal, infinite perspective, but you really get who others are too. You, you get to receive. Yeah. yeah. You know, isn't that fascinating? You get to really see them through the eyes of source, as Abraham would say, and it really unplugs a lot of reactive thinking and a reactive action when you can come from that place.
2: That's beautiful. Yeah, you have access to compassion and understanding when you're hooked up to source, because that's part of source. Source knows everything's cool, it's all good.
1: I was listening to, on YouTube, they have a recording of Wisdom 2.0, which is a fantastic event here in the San Francisco Bay Area that is put on by a number of of great people who just bring thought leaders together and kind of look at where we are in our wisdom practice. And of course, they had the fabulous Byron Katie there, and they do oh just, and she did the work, yeah, which is her four questions, which is just really fabulous. And she was working with Soren, who runs 2.0 uh, 2.0 as a moderator, and they were talking about President Trump in particular, and they were talking about certain thoughts that we have, and and we're kind of under the influence of these thought memes and this this sort of thinking, and um, it was really fun to watch her do the work around that that thought of what this person is and what he's quote unquote doing to the world and it was really fabulous to kind of see that we can get under the influence and mistake who we are and who others are and to see the un- the perfect unfolding that these little rascals are mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> quote-unquote, that these little rascals are ensuing. And, and you by doing some of the work and stepping back into the broader knowing, into seeing the broader perspective through source, you can get to see that this there's a lot of gifts in this situation that's unfolding. And rather than suffering all the way through it or hoping every day that it will end through impeachment or something, mm-hmm. it really is fabulous to look back and, and see that all is well from a broader perspective and then understand the momentums that are coming and the expansion points and the ability to look at ourselves and to kind of do a self check, you know, because if something is bothering you about someone else, chances are there's something within you that can be released that can be reconfigured. And and I think that's the opportunity that we have when we're under the influence of source energy, is that we can reexamine who we are, and we can see other people through a broader perspective, which allows us to, you know, maybe laugh a little bit more, maybe lean back a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and it's all about transcending fear, too, because you look at these rascals, and it's understandable that there's a fear reaction, because, you know, people are being mistreated in the world. But the, the truth is, if we respond with fear, we're only adding to the total fear quotient in the world. And it adds up. <laughs> so it's kind of a test. It's kind of a personal test. Like If you see something going on that you don't like, that you find unethical, um, if you respond with fear, you're, you're kind of adding to the problem instead of the solution, you know, for yourself and for others. So it's, a, it's an opportunity to say no to fear and to look for compassion or look for the positive aspects and the love that you can find in the situation and it's always there somewhere.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I love how Abraham breaks down what's going on with fear. They recently said in a workshop that if you're feeling the emotion of fear, it simply means one thing. It means that in the present moment and in the, the recent past, you've been practicing thoughts that your broader knowing does not share. You've mm-hmm. been practicing limiting beliefs and limiting understandings that the broader you, the, the infinite intelligent you, the God you, just doesn't buy, doesn't believe in. And so the exhaust, the, you know, the actual end result of that sort of machinery is fear. And so I love that because it just breaks it down into a realization that, oh, I must be entertaining thoughts because they're just thoughts. Thoughts are what makes us suffer and also gives us relief. Oh, I must be practicing thoughts that don't have a broader view, right? And, And so it just becomes a simple equation. Oh, that's what's happening. If I'm feeling fear, that's a fantastic barometer that what I'm thinking and how I'm seeing a situation is not how my broader self knows it to be true. And what a relief, To know that a pivot and an expansive view, knowing that that is exactly what's happening, that what I'm seeing is just a limited view and my broader knowing has the unlimited view and I can relax and the fear can be lifted by my recognition.
2: That's beautiful, Ray. And I think you can even adopt a sporting attitude about it. You know, if you get out of alignment and you realize it, you can go, okay, okay. Cool. This is my challenge to uh, get back in alignment and you know, see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. It's not so serious, in other words.
1: Yeah, I've really learned to love negative emotions much more than I had when I first started my practice of understanding the law of attraction. It was more like I, had, I wanted to run from them at all costs. I wanted to you know, transmute them as fast as possible. But now as, as you know, I've gotten more mature in my understanding of these principles, they really are quite interesting they're really interesting because they're giving me a real time view of what's happening with my thought process, whether it be conscious or unconscious. And and it is an opportunity to say, okay, um, where am I on my journey? Are there things in the moment that I can do to pivot and change? And it's it's a wonderful practice where, you know, you don't necessarily go looking for negative emotion, but you certainly don't run for it. Or do you run from negative situations, quote unquote, negative situations, which could be, you know, a physical disorder or financial challenges or relationship issues or whatever it is under the sun. You can kind of see that this contrast is part of the journey and and there is something here for you there is nothing that is happening that doesn't have you know as Jerry used to say there's a pony in there somewhere <laughs> Which I love. So we're going to have to, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and listen to one of the more recent workshops that Abraham has given on their Caribbean cruise in 2018, where they talk about living more fully under the influence. But before we do that, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, doTERRA. As you guys have know, I'm just so in love with these plant medicines, as I like to call them, these essential oils that can help us move off of these more limiting thoughts And we have really delved into looking what doTERRA offers on the emotional aromatherapy, our beautiful noses directly connected to our gorgeous brains that can help us unfold, unpack, and release negative patterns. And so I encourage you to check out our website at everydayattraction.com and take a look at some of the Gorgeous blends that doTERRA has put together, and a lot of science and chemistry and organic material have gone in to make these extraordinary emotional aromatherapy blends. So, again, check out our website at everydayattraction.com and just know that when you purchase from our website, you support us, you support our show, and you support our ability to keep having these deep and really fun conversations about our unfolding. So that's everydayattraction.com and be sure in checkout to put in everyday attraction. We'll be right back.
0: Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Confucius said that to be wronged is nothing unless you continue to remember it. If we can let our past remain in the past, we are not compelled to endlessly reenact it. If we seek to understand the situations in the other person's life and put forth the effort to walk a mile in his shoes, we may be less quick to take offense at what may be directed toward us. Understand that forgiving does not mean excusing, but dwelling on past slights or offenses can never help us grow. Unforgiveness always diminishes us. An African proverb says, The one who forgives ends the quarrel you can be a powerful agent for healing. Let go of old hurts. Let the past be the past. Forgive.
0: This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org.
2: If you've been thinking of going vegan or you have been following a vegan
1: lifestyle for years, the Main Street Vegan Academy Cookbook will become your go-to resource. Victoria Moran, J.L. Fields, and Certified Vegan Lifestyle Coaches will show you how easy and delicious it can be to go vegan. With over 100 plant-based recipes, you'll never get bored. And the book is packed with tips and strategies to transform your cooking and your life. Available now at Amazon.com or your local bookstore. Discover how to connect with our loved ones on the other side with Suzanne Giesman and Messages of Hope. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central as Suzanne shares evidence that love never dies. An evidential medium, spiritual teacher, and author, Suzanne brings hope and healing through her gift of communication with those who have passed. Suzanne brings messages of hope and love that go straight to
0: the heart. Tune in this Thursday right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816
1: 251 3555. That's 816 251 3555. Welcome back to Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander. Welcome back. We're so glad that you're here listening to our podcast today. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with your feel good sisters, Ray and Debbie Ann. We're happy to be here with you. Oh, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Debbie Ann's website and some of the wonderful ebooks that I highly encourage you to skedaddle over to Amazon or wherever you get your digital reading materials and check out Debbie. How many books have you written, Debbie Ann? I can't remember.
2: Six or seven, <laughs> depending on how you count them. And, and there's one that's really fun called Manifesting the Simple Way. And you get a lot of laughs out of it, but it kind of ties into what we're saying because it talks about how to deal with the mind when the mind comes in and tries to sabotage you. And it's it's very fun. People love it. It's only Wonderful. five bucks. <laughs> Ooh,
1: what a deal. That's called, that's Manifesting the Easy Way by Debbie Ann DeRose. The way. Oh, The Simple Way, even better. Manifesting the Simple Way. And you can check that out at her website, Debian.com, And Debbie with is with an I. Or you can also go to Amazon and just search uh, the title and the author, Debbie Ann DeRose. D-E-R-O-S-E and um, dive in. I just really enjoy. It. I love having those in my pocket in my iPhone so that if I've got 10 or 15 minutes, I can just dive in and get a nice kind of perspective on some things. I can be under the influence of Debbie De Rose. <laughs> 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 which is what we're talking about today. And, and you know, really thinking about these principles and how they can allow us to, you know, continue to manifest. I mean, we, we all want to, you know, be truthful. We want things to manifest. We want what we want. And I think these teachers are saying, we don't want to talk you out of physical manifestation. But when you can be under the influence of your broader self, of your divine self, when you can let go, relax, go general, see from the broader perspective, then actually you you increase the momentum of that which you're wanting, um, sometimes tenfold and you get to enjoy the little bits in between your manifestations. It's a win-win. You, you're happy along the way. And the manifestations that you're asking for come quite more frequent when we're in what they call the receiving mode. And we'll listen to in a little bit how they define that. So how do you become under the influence of broader knowing? Well, one of the best ways is to realize you're not and contrast in that way, whether it be negative emotion or circumstances going quote unquote terribly wrong. It's a great wake up call on the physical plane to see, oh, wow, maybe I'm not living under the influence of my broader self because look what I've created. Nothing wrong with that. But it does kind of wake you up to see that there might be resistances, especially if you've been wanting something for a really, really long time. I know some of us, who are in this this field of, of law of attraction? We just kind of scratch our head and go, "Well, where's that thing?" I mean, I've been asking for that for years. You have that kind of circumstance, Devian. Yeah.
2: yeah, I've experienced that, and I've also experienced like getting the thing after so long, and then going, "Oh, okay, no big whoop," you know. <laughs> so, like, it puts it all in perspective. It's like there's this continuum. Like Abraham always says, "You never, you can never get it done." So you can't get it wrong or something like that. So, I mean, if we just learn to chill, we find that we enjoy the experience of it. It's, it's that attention to that idea like, I've been waiting for this thing and it's not here. You know, that's what keeps it away. That's what keeps the happiness away from us. I mean, we may find out that some of these things... And I certainly have some of the things I thought I wanted at one time. I definitely did not want, like it was not for my best interests. And I realized later on why that was, and I was glad that it didn't manifest. So I don't know. Hindsight is 2020, but you got to take a bigger view too. I mean, we're infinite beings. There's no rush here. And I think that our purpose really is to come here and have all these experiences and, to respond with love, to return to source energy in in the physical plane. I think that's the ultimate win. So no matter what's happening or not happening, if you can muster a reaction that is infused with love and appreciation, then you win. (laughs) Ding, 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 you won. (laughs) That's not to say that the, the physical material gains are not, you know, worth pursuing and appreciating and you definitely deserve all of that. But that's just the gravy, because it's the emotions that we're aiming for. It's the alignment that comes first.
1: I love that. And you know, something that the Abrahams have been talking about recently, and they've really been trying to deliver is that If we can have satisfaction of the vibrational version of what we are wanting. In other words, we know that, you know, in the easy bake oven of life, it starts, you know, (laughs) with a a cake batter and it starts liquid and it starts in a way that has no relationship to the baked cake. But, But we can start to imagine moving it from that vibrational place and experiencing it in the physical, all within our own practicality of imagination. And we can enjoy the vibrational version of what we're wanting as much. Take a breath, as much as the physical manifestation. And Abraham is often says that when you can get to the point of enjoying a manifestation on just the vibrational level, just on the imaginary level, just on the wouldn't it be fun if level, if you can come to peace with it being done, even though it's still in the easy bake oven, it it really is an extraordinary way (laughs) to live because if you think about it, it's fun on the way to fun you know and that's it's similar to what you know we're talking about today is that when you live under the influence of that broader perspective you know in vibrational terms this is complete so if you've got anxiety or fear or a disconnection around a circumstance oh if i can get this job or if i can get this relationship or if i can you know win this baseball game you know, we kind of get really caught up into it. But when we can step back and be satisfied with the experience of winning or the experience of having, it really is a wonderful way to live because you can have it before you have it, and then you can have it from the physical sense, with a kind of a, just kind of a a fun smile of, oh, there she is, or there he is, or there's that thing. But I've already really enjoyed the heck out of it.
2: Nice. I love the easy bake oven. I had one when I was a kid. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're always under the influence of something. So if you have anxiety around your goal, the manifestation you want, that means that you are trusting in a belief that you don't like, so that means that you're under the influence of the belief that I'm not going to get this thing that I want. And when you feel relaxed and calm and happy and joyful, that means you're under the influence of the belief I I will get what I want. I will get what I need. So your emotions are your um, you know indicator as usual emotional guidance at work. But that's not you know when you when you feel anxious and negative, that's not. It shouldn't be cause for alarm. It's cause for a celebration. Oh, I've discovered something because you can always reset. You remember that we're we're under the influence of human beliefs of scarcity and that includes scarcity of time. You know, lack beliefs. Oh, there's not enough time, you know. If you have a goal and there's a voice in your head that says, "Well, I have to do this before the age of 45." And you're 44, and the pressure's on. Just know that that's not true. That's just another belief of lack and limitation. Oh, there's a lack of time. I have to do this or else. And it's all just beliefs. All, all of this physical reality, it's just a holographic projection. Now, that's really trippy and esoteric, I understand, but <laughs> that's really true. <laughs> so when you experience your your desired manifestation, first in a in a kind of non-physical way whether that's in your imagination in your dream state in meditation in, in some fashion like that's every bit as real as the physical so if we stop putting all this overly emphasized attention on physical reality you know make them equal make them just as good you know make it just as good to have an emotional experience in meditation as it is to be in physical reality
1: Oh, that's when you're really cooking with gas because I, I love that opportunity. And it really is, as Abraham says, fun along the way because we don't freak out when contrast happens or when we have negative emotion, but we are thoughtful and aware that there's more knocking on the door and we can allow ourselves to experience some of that satisfaction right here and right now. See what I, I love about this practice and I think what brought it, what, why I love I was brought to it is that there's no waiting. There's no waiting for somebody else. There's no waiting for some big breakthrough moment or like I used to believe when I get that degree or I study with that teacher. There is no waiting uh, with this philosophy. It simply is an allowing in the moment for for the clarity of what's happening now um, that is a perfect proximity to what needs to happen next and that there is an order to the universe as my friend Frank says all the time. This is an intentional universe. It's not a chaotic one. But when you live on the chaotic universe where you're kind of flashing about on the surface and getting uh, on the sort of roller coasters, you certainly can do that. You're at choice, but we just want to make sure that you are consciously making that choice, that that when we decide to drop down, to go more general, to be in that broader perspective, it, it really is about fun and more fun and fun along the way. And then we can get information from what manifests. What I love about the physical universe is it's really telling me where I'm at. I mean, there's just no de- there's just no way around it. The physical universe is reflecting your consciousness, so you just can't. Blame your way out of that. You just can't explain your way out of that. And as, uh, you know, I have on the sticky right in front of me on my desk, it says thoughts only amplify. Thoughts only amplify. So what is it that I'm thinking that has brought me this? And one of the tricks and tools that we use is to actually enjoy the vibrational imagination and experience of something. Even in a more general sense, I mean, part of, I think, having satisfaction in the vibrational version of what you want is also to live in that place of everything always works out for me, this or something better, you know?
2: Oh, I love that. I have a big sign over my bathroom mirror that says, things are always working out for me. And so I'm looking at that all the time, just saturating my consciousness with it.
1: And then we get to stay out of judgment. You know, because something may happen that doesn't look like it's working out for you, but you're you're really looking only in that moment. And so in the broader sense, if you know it's always working out for you, then something that looks like it's going terribly wrong, you can trust it's actually on the road to going terribly right. And there is an opportunity for you to relax and to start to pivot how you're seeing it and start to um, practice thoughts that will allow some of the momentum that you've been asking for. So let's play a little bit from this most recent workshop that happened in 2018. And it is the Caribbean Cruise. So we encourage you to go to their website at abraham-hicks.com and simply sign up for all their workshops and just do all the stuff that they do and order all the stuff they record. You can't miss. But this is um, from March 2018. We're just going to play a little bit to give you a taste taste of what these gorgeous teachers are trying to help us understand that there is more fun along the way.
0: We know you still want stuff. <laughs> we know you do. We're not trying to talk you out of it. We just want you to have more fun on your way to the stuff. We want the vibrational version of it to be satisfying too, because there is one place and one place only that satisfaction comes from. And it's not Just the manifestation, Esther said to Jerry, on a pretty regular basis, just about every day in fact, why don't you buy me that new car, it would make me happy for the afternoon. Because she knew that the manifestations, while they are thrilling, are not sustaining. While being in this receiving mode, where there's one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, giving you that satisfaction, because satisfaction comes from one place and one place only. From an intention that you've established through the life experience that you have lived. And then you finding that sweet spot of allowing so that you are queued up and ready to be ready to be ready for the next and the next and the next manifestation of it as far as you were able to allow it. And that satisfaction is so sweet when whatever you are allowing right here and right now is enough. And it's got to be enough because it's what you're allowing. So it's got to be enough. And when it's enough, when it's enough what you're receiving right now, when the unfolding of this creation is enough when you sense it, you're on the right track. And when it's enough, when the thought drops into your mind and you receive it, Oh, that's such a wonderful state of satisfaction. And then when the words come and then when the inspired action comes, even though you are still technically, if you really want to nitpick human beings that you are, You're technically still on the way to the manifestation that others will see. You're well underway in the development, in the satisfying development, in the hands in the clay development of creating your own reality. It's our favorite thing to witness in you. That satisfied understanding that all things are possible. That satisfied understanding that you, you can be or do or have anything that you choose. And that there is a cooperative universe Backing you up and inspiring you to your path of least resistance, to the path of least resistance, understanding that there's still resistance, but this is the path of least resistance. Not the path of no resistance, the path of least resistance, because you're human. There's always going to be a little resistance. So as you accept the imperfection of your perfection, and you accept the existence of a little resistance, We might be rapping, we're not sure. (laughs) Then you are doing that thing that you said you would do when you decided to come here to begin with. You'll be living happily ever after. We are so pleased that you have come to play with us. And it is our expectation that this will be, so far, the best week you have lived.
1: I love that. Let's just take that. We are just agreeing all who are listening to this in in real time on unity.fm and all of you who are picking up this podcast, maybe a week or a month or maybe even a year after it's been recorded. We are expecting that this is going to be the best week of your life. How do you like them apples?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that track because it's like, Have fun on the way, you know, like you're on the bus to the Festival. Enjoy the ride.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's so great. That's so good. What are you worried about? Yes.
2: You know, years ago, I used to go to a lot of concerts when I was in my early 20s and I went to see this band and it was great, but everybody was really down on the opening act. They were booing the opening act because they were so focused on the, the band they came to see that they weren't open to enjoying it, you know, and I think that's a metaphor for how we operate. Sometimes we're so focused on, you know, what we want and, <laughs> and impatient with the universe. But if we can learn to chill out, it can be a lot of fun. And then there's more magic on the way. That's what I live for. I'm curious about how it's going to unfold. And I love the synchronicities that pop up on the trail that let you know that you're on the way. That's the good stuff. That is the good stuff.
1: And I liked how they said, you know, that your inner being is working with you for the path of least resistance, not no resistance. So you can let go of the judgment of, oh, what am I doing wrong? Or how do they make this happen? You can just chill about that because. Really, your inner being is providing you a path of least resistance. It is a cooperative universe. There is an ability to understand satisfaction that now is enough. Just, just that alone. Just kind of take that into your solar plexus. Now is enough, enough for everything that I'm needing. So maybe you got an email today that triggered you. Maybe you got a bill. That triggered you. Maybe somebody called and said something that hurt your feelings. Just sit with it and know that now is enough, that no one and no thing is holding back your good. It's impossible for anything to hold back your good other than you.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) But I want to add, you know, that you're enough like the, You are perfect as you are. I say you, whoever's listening right now, because a lack of self-love, I think, is is the biggest problem that we have. And and that's that can keep your manifestation away too, because if you don't feel worthy of it, if you don't believe you're worthy, how can it come to you? You're giving orders that say, no, go to the next house, I'm not worthy. So any kind of self-critical thought is a red flag, I think. I think it's a a radical idea, but I think that you might want to commit to just eliminating all self-criticism.
1: I love that because you're right. Not only is now enough, but I am enough. And in really that that self-criticism and that judgment just entertains resistance that prolongs our enjoyment of the journey, for sure, and then also that which we're wanting. And and a lot of people would say, well, isn't that arrogant or isn't that egotistical? But what we're really talking about is is a deep-seated compassion and love for the human experience and who it is that you are and what it is that is unfolding. It isn't a place of perfection, but there is a, an allowing that your imperfections are actually perfect for what it is that you're here to experience.
2: That's right, and it's not ego egotistical. The ego is is actually a negative force for your self esteem for the most part. The ego is saying you're not good enough, and it's pitting you against other people to try to you know make itself feel better. So it's it's quite the opposite of that. Sources opinion, you know, like we were saying earlier, putting on those goddess goggles and looking at yourself you know, with total love and appreciation, but you're also looking at everyone else the same way. So there's no competing, there's no pitting against others. It's all we're all perfect as we are. It's all okay, that we are who we are in this moment. And we're having these experiences. It's all perfect. In a weird way, it is perfect.
1: (laughs) Yes, in a very entertaining way. Or (laughs) it is definitely a book that's unfolding. And that, you know, I loved how they said in that track that their favorite thing is to watch this sweet spot. We're just letting things and thoughts unfold one after another, after another, where we're allowing the magic in, we're allowing those rendezvous points that Source Energy is setting up for you. They really enjoy they, meaning your broader entourage, I like to call them your spiritual entourage. They're here to whisper, go this way, go that way. And there is a sweet spot Spot that you can get into where you are enjoying the moment, and then the next, and then the journey too, and you're aware of the fact that there is no rush. I love how you said that, Debbie Ann, because I think we do get into this sort of idea that time is real, and and that somehow if we don't achieve something in in a certain amount of time, that our boat that we've missed the boat. But Abraham says, you know, you never miss the boat that is yours. It just keeps coming and coming, and you can relax that if you didn't get it this time it'll be available to you whenever you want it the next time
2: yeah and it could be in another lifetime too which to some people is depressing but to me it feels comforting to know that we're eternal and abraham doesn't talk about reincarnation usually but i remember them talking at one point about we put so much in our vortex that we have enough for like 30 lifetimes worth at least (laughs) right now so i mean there's a continuum so no rush, you know, just enjoy whatever, whatever comes now.
1: I love that. So as we sort of wrap up our time together uh, in this under the influence themed podcast, you know, it's it's kind of fun to think about what do I do in the beginning of my day, the middle of my day, the end of my day to kind of check in on what it is that I'm letting influence my thoughts. Um, it is it's wonderful to kind of step back and have practices, whether they be a meditation practice or a pet the dog practice or a walk the practice, just to see how is it that I, and, and in my experience, and everyone has their way in, there is a way of kind of going more general, uh, because that's more of what sees right? They're seeing the, the big picture, the macro. We're kind of in the, you know, the micro kind of messing with the, the trenches, so to speak. But it is wonderful to step back into that more macro view and step into a place of relaxing and, and allowing the fact that you are in the right time at the right place with the right people. There is nothing out of order in that which is unfolding and that you can move into that place of being influenced by the magic of the universe, by that broader self who is really laughing all the way to your next manifestation. And and it's a party that is fun to to entertain. So encourage you to think about what are your practices through the day to check in with who and what you are under the influence of.
2: Right, and you can choose the influence that you're under. So you can you can record yourself saying affirmations and listen to it during your lunch break. You can put up signs around your house that influence you. Uh, you can choose who you hang out with and what media you watch and TV. So you're in charge and it's fun. You have everything at your disposal. So you get to choose what influences you. Isn't that great?
1: It is great. and And to be honest, I like... The experience of forgetting and remembering. I have to kind of admit. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. I to, <laughs> so you admit that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have to admit that because uh, sometimes I will scratch my head and say, why am I doing this again? But I do like the experience of remembering. And I can't have that experience of coming back into alignment. That is so delicious and so wonderful without kind of realizing that I am forgetting myself in order to have the exquisite surprise of remembering myself.
2: (laughs) I love it. Yeah, how could there be light without darkness, right? We need contrast to show us.
1: And it's a scavenger hunt of delight. And we invite you to join us every week as we come together on Everyday Attraction to talk about these tools and these concepts and really an opportunity for you to have fun along the way. So have a wonderful week, as we like to say on every show. Feel good, sisters and brothers. And until next time, check out our website at everydayattraction.com and treat yourself to some wonderful essential oils. You deserve it.